You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Your Mala Arena time is see, uh, 6.09, no, sorry, 5.09 a.m. Uh, your audio listening device is tuned into Orange and True. I'm your host, Ryan Starrett, on Twitter at Ryan S. Starrett. Yes, stands for still laughing at uh, everybody else complaining about my trivia questions last week. Uh, I'm filling in as your dutiful host tonight as Crow does dad stuff, I guess. I don't know. Uh, To one side of me, a man who I bought a hat for like a month ago at a Braves game on the 4th of July. I still haven't given it to him. He lives less than a mile from me. I don't know. Uh, As always, it's AU Chief. How you doing, Chief? Erev Tov. Okay. Can you translate that for me? Good evening. Okay. <laughs> uh, to the other side of me, the mayor of the Shepherd tailgates, it's James Jones. James, how did you like the trivia last week? It wasn't that hard. I got See, the last I, one right. I, I thought I gave enough for like people to kind of like, like get there if they wanted to. I don't know. The honestly, the toughest one was uh, naming all of the arenas, ranking all the arenas by how many wins in in each yeah. place. And, that, and that's always hard to do, like without writing them all down and having them in front of you. I, I so, thought that was the easiest. I thought that was the easiest one. We did. That's the one we did the best on. That's true. Yeah, you guys got <laughs> all the Auburn ones right at least. Yeah. You, you knew which ones were the Auburn arenas. Let me put it that way. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, tonight's a very special episode, even though we are still in the middle of the offseason. This is our 200th episode, not to be confused with the 200th episode coming out later this week of another Auburn podcast, which, uh, I mean, they're all right. Only we beat them to it. where we get our news from. Right. We beat them to it. We sure did. Uh, sharing the 200th episode this week with the Auburn Observer. Uh, I just want to thank everybody. Thank you guys. Thank everybody that's listening. Um, it's, we've been doing this for four years now, right around a little over four years. Um, uh, yeah, right around. Yeah, Cause we started, I, we started the day that Austin Wiley and Jared Harper said they were coming back before the 2018, 19 season, which was like in May for the draft. And that was, uh, me and Crow sitting in his living room that he had moved into two weeks prior, maybe. And I uh, came in, uh, just before, um, depth chart right yeah right at the beginning of football season so yeah you probably have been right at four years then you yep um but yeah it's been a lot of fun i mean we've seen the kind of the gamut of Auburn storylines to talk about we've seen the final four we've seen a whole regime change on Auburn football we've seen an iron bowl win we've seen uh two college world series trips um Got the whole COVID experience. I mean, it's we've been all over the place. Um, and 
just being able to do this, talk to you guys, it, it makes it a lot more fun for me at least. Um, so again, thank you everybody that's been a guest on the show over the years. James, you're one of our common guests, and uh, yeah. of course Lydia too. Can't leave out Lydia. A uh, nerd, uh, Dr. McLaughlin, Will talking basketball with us, Josh Black, everybody at College of Meg, uh, as we alluded to already, uh, Fergan Painter, everyone at the Altman Observer. Um, we've had guests like Stephen Godfrey on before to help us talk about Auburn coaching. Uh, Mac Matthews to talk about Auburn soccer. Um, I, I'm sure I'm leaving people off, but again, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks everybody. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's really, uh, I don't know, it's fun. It's cathartic for us. Uh, meeting anyone that listens to the show uh, is really kind of fun. Cool, also weird. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's been great. Um, it's it's great to have a place to talk and and I mean we do know that people are listening because we do talk to people that do listen so that that I mean that's that's cool. I if hope you we, haven't told us that you listen, please reach out and tell us. We 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 do love meeting you guys. And I hope we help other people make it through uh, both the bad times and the good. <laughs> yeah, and if you listen to the two or two and a half hour episode of us talking about. Marvel and Star Wars content. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, the Captain Bond episode. Please tell me that. Oh yeah. Um, I, 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 all my all-time favorite segment was uh, Star Wars recruit with uh, with Crow, and I, I hate that he can't <laughs> be here tonight to do our 200 episode with us. But Crow, we yeah. love you. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and uh, this helped. Uh, all the, the peacock mania last year too i mean this was another outlet for that um sure that that meant a lot for me in ways that most people aren't ever going to know but um yeah this this has been a big part of my life over the last four years and uh, hopefully let's uh, keep doing another four yeah i hope uh, uh well luckily we have basketball to keep us going uh, the basketball season is uh less it's than 100 now. days away it, yeah, no, yeah. now yeah yeah we're already playing games now uh but the real season is less way less than 100 days now well not way less but you know just under i think we're under 90 days at this point maybe is that right uh we're like we're a little over three months so yeah like so it's got to think it's like 95 days the uh the bad news for me is that right when that gets going real good uh i'm gonna be uh, locked down in the house for a while, probably. So, Chief, is that bad news? Well, it's just bad <laughs> news sports uh, uh, going-wise. Um, Fair enough. I, I doubt hey, I'll be uh, getting to a lot of games, at least uh, through the new year. So, You'll have plenty of time to uh, sit on the couch and, and take it in at home, I guess. Yeah, good news is it probably means we'll make the uh, Final Four, but I won't be able to go, so... Nice. Uh, a, a trade. I appreciate I'm your sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. It also probably means we're gonna go uh, win uh, the uh, college football tournament, whatever that thing's called, playoff. Playoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it probably means that's gonna happen too, just just because. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to get into football first or basketball? No, we're not. We're, are we talking football? Actually, okay, we got to stay on brand. We've been doing this 200 episodes. I actually don't even have this in the show notes, but I thought about it earlier today. 
We got to talk soccer, right? Yeah, they're practicing. I'm, practicing. I'm, gonna, starts I'm, gonna like, it, I'm gonna keep it limited. Okay, but we're gonna talk soccer first. The season starts. Uh, uh, what in a couple weeks? Well, I believe there's a scrimmage next week. Uh, the, the first game is August 18th. Uh, let's see. Uh, Monday? They yep. play Georgia Southern. Yep, nice. August 8th, playing Georgia Southern at home. That's an exhibition match. That is an exhibition. Yeah. If it's if it's not the surface of the sun outside, Oof, go check it, it out. It, it will it, be. It might be, so. and I won't... I won't uh, won't blame you too hard if it's 98 and 80% humidity outside, but <laughs> it's pretty, uh, it's been pretty rough lately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we've got, uh, EPL starting next week. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take on a team this year. That's right. And, uh, well, Nottingham Forest starting at the yeah. bottom. So it's not just me and Crow you'll have to hear from every week. It's, uh, Ryan too now. Congrats. Is there any chance Nottingham Forest is like okay? They can stay up. Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm actually looking at uh, a couple of their players for my fantasy team. There's not any like protection for being like you just got promoted. You can still get relegated next year, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You, you get relegated. You get a you get a parachute payment though. You still get uh, the the portion of uh, league money um, given to you. Uh, it, it's that's really not for those teams that come up and go right back down. It's really for teams that have been there to try to make sure they can make it back up. But uh, yeah, you, that's the only protection, quote unquote. Um, yeah, and uh, when I was looking at Nottingham Forest, I was doing a little bit of research on my new team, and I saw that they were a Premier League founding member yeah. and were the first team relegated yeah. and haven't been back since. Yeah, that's correct. That is brutal. <laughs> Yeah. Why can't we do that with Vanderbilt? They're a founding well, member. It would be wonderful if we could, Ryan. But uh, send them down to the Sun Belt. Call up App State. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before. Me, me, and my friend uh, Isaac McKeithen, uh not a listener probably, but uh, we uh, went uh, uh, through. This is back about 2014, and created this huge spreadsheet. Uh, creating a whole promotion relegation scenario for uh, college football. Uh, and, uh, and then after putting in, I don't know, probably 10 hours of work on the thing, we never like looked at it again. So <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it would be interesting to, to really play it out. Uh, you know, you'd have to do some, some different things. Like I, I don't think you could do I, instant promotion relegation is, is not feasible, but you could do it based over a, Certain period of time. Um, like three the or only four way years, I think like you could really even do it is if you get to the Super League situation. Yeah. Because so then, like, everybody's in the Super League, right? All the, right. The Blue Bloods, but then uh, you can relegate or promote within that. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, the way I kind of thought about it was uh, sort of how um, schools do classifications um where it's over a four-year period or whatever and then you move up and then you move down like that that kind of thing where it's basically would be in for a wild ride with that because within any four-year gap for all <laughs> we might win the sec well, and class of the sec I, in that well gap. i actually i actually think that's that makes auburn safe it's the sure the vanderbilts that are not safe in it but you know the year after 
you, you know, like, after 2012, we'd be sweating. Of, oh, man, we can't <laughs> do this again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Auburn is firmly mid-table, and that's it. That's scenario. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, you and I know well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, boy. We, Last year, Everton had did. their own 2012. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Premier League back. Friday's the first match this time. Brian, you're playing fantasy with us, right? Uh, I haven't set a team yet, but I have been coerced into the league. Yes. There we go. There we I go. was in this league several years ago and but set it twice, I think. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, re- I reminded you to play your wild card once, and you did. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Well, That's you're going to learn. I was, I was so lost. But. Yeah. No, I, I, since you're getting into this, I think fantasy is the best way to like learn some, learn about the other teams, really. Uh, I'm just going to pick all the Nottingham Forest guys. So. Well, you can only pick three players from one team. So, Well, then I'll have three players. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that, that's what I did. I, I picked three Everton players, I'm pretty sure, to start off. I have currently zero in my team. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I had two to start the day, and then I went and uh, redid my team, and they're they're done. Not no one wants to hear about my fantasy team, but anyway, uh, let's yeah, talk right. about uh, most Auburn fans' fantasy team, and it's the Auburn basketball team. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that is just, it is a straight up fantasy team currently. I yeah, I mean, yeah, hung uh, 117 on the Israeli U20 team. Um, it, as you said, Chief, trying not to cause an international incident there. Uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't a fair matchup. I mean, this, this looked like Auburn playing one of the the preseason exhibitions or uh, you're playing UNC Asheville or something like that. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I, Auburn I had mean, a size advantage, an athleticism advantage, a skill advantage. I mean, it's it, a, it's it a was, good thing for these guys to play a game together. It was like them playing a high school team almost is what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's no disrespect. I mean, it, it's going to take grown men to go up against a, a high-level college basketball team, like to be able to beat a high-level high level college basketball team. You're gonna have to. It's it's not gonna be under twenty, and a lot of those people are probably okay. eighteen, nineteen. It's gonna, right. be, and I know our guys are too, but it's it's a different ball game. Um, yeah, they, take, they made a they made a comment about they were missing a handful of players because in you know in Israel, when you turn eighteen, you go to the military. Yeah, some of those guys were on their their military yeah. duty during right. this game. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, Auburn didn't look necessarily polished and still put 117 out there. So Yeah, they only hit eight threes, I think. Yep. And three of them from Katie Johnson. It looked good. It looked real good today. Had a really sweet behind-the-back pass at one point. That uh, Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, of course, it, it doesn't matter what the stakes are in the game. Katie Johnson diving all over the floor, uh, well, making us stone. Also, your boy <laughs> Dylan Cardwell playing with the same sort of oh. energy. <laughs> Um, Dylan Cardwell, 12 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks. Two of those three blocks were at the three-point line. Um, also, again, it's a it, guy that's almost a foot shorter than him. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, had an intentional foul called against him. Uh, so, were there multiple intentional fouls? I didn't catch much in the second half. Uh, I know uh, I know. Chance Westry had one called against him for a, for yeah. a hook on a basket. Nope. Dylan... Uh, they, I it, like, I did not, I didn't understand what they called because he was going after the ball and tapped it away to one of our guys, but they 
just said he just ran over the guy. I'm like, yeah, he hit the ball. I don't, I, 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 I don't know. He's a big dude. Yeah, it's, but he but he murdered a man because uh, he just kind of. I guess maybe he ran into him after he hit the ball. I I I, I didn't rewind it back. I was watching with kids also running around the house and trying to make uh, lunch for them and then also trying to work. So it was kind of a, uh, a multitask situation going on. But uh, I just know that he did. There was a coming together, as they say, and uh, he uh, uh, he was called for an intentional foul. So. Second half. Yes, right. Uh, he had a great quote after the game. Uh, I know Justin Ferguson uh, put it in his observations after the game. Uh, just from, from Dylan. Just want to thank everybody else for missing shots so I could get them. That was my first double-double in my life. It was fun. Hopefully it's not the last. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, playing with that FIBA basketball made it a little different for these guys. Um, yeah. Also, probably playing in the smallest gym they've played in since middle school. Um, but, yeah. It wasn't that small. It was, it was pretty small. It was, well, I think 1,500. It's probably bigger than some of the ones. It's probably bigger than the ones they play in at, uh, in Hawaii for the, the Hawaii. Yeah, I was about to say the Maui Invitational is probably in a smaller gym. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Those uh, are high school gyms. Most, most of these Atlanta guys playing in Atlanta area high school gyms are, are no. bigger. No. Fair enough. Um, yeah, he looked great. Uh, I noticed kind of became a focal point on the broadcast of like being a, a leader on the team. Like they, yeah. they talked a lot about him. Yeah. Uh, I think Jay Pillis called him a, a very spiritual young man. More than yes, once. he did. He did. <laughs> he did. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I you know if that's a new side we're going to see. Uh, All right. Bill, okay. okay. He's like, yeah, I could tell he's very moved. I was like, All right. Yeah. All right, Billis, I didn't know you were the, uh, great judge of people, but uh, all right. Okay. The other guy uh, referred to him as eloquent, which uh, I think he realized he, he, he then went on to call him thoughtful, uh, which is probably. Uh, yeah. When he, when he was talking to the uh, Israeli media, I think is when they were referencing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I mean, that I, mean, I don't I don't I don't know who the other the, the guy with Billis was. Um, uh, I didn't recognize his voice, but um, he was yeah, the one the that said. Here. Said that he's the one that said that, and I was like, "All right, careful, guy, careful here." <laughs> yeah, he he also mentioned that uh, he was used to doing games with uh, with Bill Walton, so you know he's oh, is it that guy? Some, some strange things out there before. It's not Dave Pash. Dave oh, Pash okay. is usually the one that works with Bill Walton, but uh, yeah. apparently Roxy Roxy Bernstein's worked with him as oh, well. Okay, there we go. All right, that's yeah. You know, I, I did. There was one moment. And I want to say the official account even even tweeted the video where Dylan made a play and then ran back up the floor with his arms outstretched as yes. if he was looking at the jungle. And it's the same case. Yes. It, it would be the same camera angle that he was asking for the jungle to yell for him. Hey, and, pra- uh, practice my favorite for practice. Right. You got to practice. He is the uh, ultimate uh, hype man. So he's got to he's got to practice his hype moves. Uh, well, they, need to, they need to get him on the field before a football game, and uh, you know, we're going to need all the hype we can get in Jordan here this year, and we can deliver it. Just need a Dylan cam on the on the uh, <laughs> big screen the entire time uh, for games. The picture, yeah. in picture, full time. It's a lot yeah. of pressure, though. 
<laughs> I said after the or you know going up to to the twenty one twenty two or yeah twenty one twenty two basketball season that we were finally going to get to experience Dylan Cardwell in a full jungle. And it was everything we could ask for. It, it, it never disappointed. And I look forward, I, I look forward to it every single game that I managed to get there. So the rest of the front court, uh, I mean, they, they all played really well and you can kind of expect that with the size advantage ahead. Uh, Janai Broom, yeah. 17 points, nine just, rebounds, four blocks. Just uh, felt like cheating when he was on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Yo and Trailer, uh, 20 points, eight rebounds, two steals. I mean, uh, Jalen Williams too, also, I mean, he, I think he had 10 points and a handful of rebounds. Oh, every single one of these guys, I mean, I, I think we're getting to see this during these three games of Bruce kind of mixing and matching, seeing what yeah. uh, rotations work best. But I, I don't know what kind of drop-off we're going to see between these four guys. I think you can play any two of them together and yeah. – I'm not sure you're going to see, oh, these are the starters and these are the backups. I mean, as well as Dylan and Jalen played last year, they were backing up two first-round draft picks in Jabari and Walker. I don't know if any of these guys are are top five draft picks or uh, National Defensive Player of the Year, but they're all four going to be high-caliber SEC players this year. Yeah, I I think that's right. Um, the, The thing I noticed about Broom is I, I just couldn't believe like how is this guy not playing for a higher profile program before this like how, how did he, I don't, it, it's it's how did guys like that slip through the cracks and and I know it wasn't against the greatest competition but the dude's just like he was doing things that he he'll be able to do against yeah he was any, one of the top ten rebounders in the country as a freshman last year in the OVC but still just was really expensive. That, that's all. I, every time he did something, I was like, "How did this guy like slip through the cracks?" Like, <laughs> he, he looks like a, a fifth-year senior that has been doing this for yeah. a couple of years. Now. It's very polished. But no, he's he's a second-year guy. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. I I'd like to uh, uh, represent for Crow, uh, who has been uh, on the Chance Westry is uh, a starter uh, bandwagon. And boy, he looked like one today. Uh, it was, uh, I, I was impressed with Westry's performance. Um, that I really was keeping an eye on him. Tonight, oh. Broom is a third year guy. Sorry. Okay, third year. He was, uh, Chance. Yeah, Chance. I mean, he was the guy I was like watching the most. Um, and I just looked, he looked good. It's a freshman, just looking. all over the place. I mean, yeah. on offense, defense. I, I, the first thing that popped into my head around halftime with him after he hit that step back uh, jumper—I don't know if it was a two or a three—was he plays like yeah, any of these smaller, undersized, chip on their shoulder Bruce Pearl guards, but he's six six. Yeah, he's huge, and, and yeah. he takes advantage of it too. Like he's he's at, he's as athletic as. Any guard Bruce has had, he's, he can turn a corner on anybody. Um, you know, we'll we'll see that more in SEC play, I guess. But as as a guy, that's a freshman. I I don't know. You're gonna have to play him a lot. He's gonna be really good. Um, uh, if anyone for anyone that didn't watch, you'll be happy to know that Zep is still Zep. I mean, uh, he, he did a few things that we didn't see him do. Uh, he he was a little more forward thinking. Um, as far as offensively, uh, I don't 
I don't think he scored a ton of points. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he took a shot that I was like, wow, didn't know he had that in his bag and made it at one point. Um, uh, uh, Zeb Jasper, seven points, one rebound, seven points. two assists, two steals. Yeah, he was pretty standard. Was, Zeb, uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, seventeen points out there. We had to we had to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at uh, one point, rocking, I rocking think, the jungle uh, bucket hat in, on this trip too. Yes, way. I saw. I I love it. I saw. I didn't see it until I saw one of the like when they were cutting to commercial and they were showing mm-hmm. clips. I was like, oh, he's in the bucket hat. Um, the <laughs> Forgot where I was going. Anyway, uh, Zep looked great. Wendell looked good. Um, I thought he, uh, I mean, he he was he was driving in on these guys, and, and I mean, I think the, they realized the difference in level of competition, and so there was a lot of confidence in everything everyone was doing. A lot of full court passes, yeah. and the, yeah. Um, you say Zep had or, uh, Wendell had like seven rebounds in this game too, which I thought was hilarious. There was more than once where he he would go up with like Chennai Broom or you and Trey or whatever, and, and just take it from them. <laughs> Adding stats a little bit, but whatever. yeah, um, yeah. Well, Bill is uh, accused uh, Dylan of padding his stats uh, during <laughs> by missing a layup and getting his under. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Oh. I now remember what I was going to say earlier. Uh, at one point in the game, Stretch was the only guy that had played that had not scored. And then he scored later on. Right. Uh, the I only think. guy that did not score was Carter Sobrera, who played about three minutes at the end of the game. But, Crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I must have missed Leor scoring. Uh, was that like... Uh, Leor was not dressed for this Leor game. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Um, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. He's at least there, right? Yeah, he's he's there. yes. I think he and Sabrera are the only walk-ons there. But, um, but yeah, I mean everybody, everybody got some minutes. Everybody looked good. Um, we we talked about Chance Westry and how he's going to have to play a lot and he's going to have to start. But the other guy at that wing is uh, not going to make that easy. As, as tough as we were on Alan Flanagan all last season coming back from that injury, he looks a lot more healthy than he did last year. Al looks like good. Al. Yeah. And I was. He's finally going to get to play his position. He's going to be a wing. He's not going to have to worry about leading the offense or you know, trying to be a jump shooter the whole time or or coming back midseason. He's, he's finally settled into his role. and I, it, He played like he understood that and still has some of those guard skills he developed as a freshman. Made a couple good dishes at a very maybe like a first or second bucket at a great dish uh, mm-hmm. down to the paint. Um, played really good defense. Has looked explosive. I mean, he was able to get up the court really quickly. Um, if if the wing is no longer the weak spot on this roster, which I mean it, it definitely was last year, I think that's any secret. Um, I, I don't know where you go to. To, to find a, a hole in this team right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this team feels pretty stacked. Um, you know, they're young. So it's some spots. I mean, we've got a lot of returning players. So it, it's not like, I think we're going yeah, to be relying young. on some true freshmen. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, or one, the only, 
was about to say, it's if you're talking about relying on true freshmen, that's chance. But if you have, if you're comfortable with playing, then oh, you don't have to rely on as much. Troy is a, a, a Troy. Trey is a true freshman. He also a true freshman, but he's going to be your, your third point guard probably. Uh, no, I said, I said Traore. Oh, you know gotcha. Uh, yeah, you're right. So three, three true freshmen. Uh, he could start too. Uh, I mean, and he, and he may. I, I honestly have no idea how you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. What, I don't know how. You, I don't know how you do the minutes for this team. I, I mean, I think seriously, play, all five positions. I don't know who the starter is. Yeah. I think you told me Zepp is starting a point again. Yeah. I think you play even minutes out of Broom, Treor, Williams, and Cardwell, but you start. I honestly like just looking at it today. I would start Broom and Treor specifically because you bring Jalen and Dylan off the bench. Yeah. Six minutes, you know, two three minutes into the game, and you were you were dealing with Broom, who's smooth, who's uh, who's got face up game. He's got back to the basket game. You've got this insane athlete in Treor, and now you have to deal with this behemoth that is Dylan, who moves so much better than he should, and then Jalen, who is a stretch four, yeah, and can run point if he has to. If and if we wanted him to, he could run and point, shoot threes, and can guard in the paint and you know, do do everything. Um, I mean, honestly, we could split this team into two two teams of five, right? And I'm not sure, like, if you took the starters and the backups, I'm, it would be an even game. Uh, pretty close, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, yeah. say, let's, say, let's say the starting lineup is uh, Wynn, Katie, Chance, Treor, and Broom. That, that's team A. Team B is Zeb Jasper, Katie Johnson, Alan Flanagan, Jalen Williams, Dylan Cardwell. Yeah. I'm not convinced that either team wins more than six out of ten. Right. Yeah, there, there's not, there's just not going to so be a lot of drop off at any position, um, and and it, and it's not going to be a team that's really run through one guy, which is kind of how it was with Jabari. Um, but I mean, everything was was built to cater to what he was doing or what Walker was doing, and this team is going to. It's going to be one a, of those guys got in foul trouble or was having an off night. You didn't. You could tell they didn't really feel comfortable going somewhere else. Yeah, and, and this team is going to be, I mean, balanced. It's balanced. Both of those teams that you just threw out there are balanced, um, and and that's that makes them dangerous. I, I like this team. I mean, the sky's the limit. I think, and that, that's not just based on them beating up a team that's <laughs> lesser. Than what they are, it's just the the way this team is structured is it's crazy. It's ten dudes that could all start on SEC teams, and that's not even counting in Trey Donaldson, who uh, maybe not is maybe not super polished at this point. Uh, yeah, but he's going to be a bully of a point guard. Yeah, uh, I mean, he looked all right. I, I mean, I'm, I liked what I saw from him for just a. True freshman that's not not expected like, to start. Looks like he's maybe missing uh, fall camp a little bit on the football side right now. Yeah, like, he, maybe no, he's he, uh, missing those days. Get to hit people. <laughs> he absolutely looks like a. And 
I can remember the days that the basketball team was not deep enough that we had to go get guys off the football team. Yeah. And, and help fill out the roster. Trey Donaldson looks like one of those guys, except he's doing, he's going to do this full time. I think we have plenty of football scholarships available currently. We could just let him use one uh, yeah. and uh, give uh, some of these walk-ons some scholarships for basketball. I don't know. And uh, Chris Moore as well. I mean, he uh, got some, some run later in the game, but has looking like one of the more veteran guys on this team to kind of give you some some depth at the, the wing or you know, maybe play a little bit forward. Um I noticed, I noticed more than once he kind of like pulled Chance aside or pulled Trey aside. Some of the younger guys was like, "Hey, like that's a foul, man. Don't don't get too upset about that." Or just kind of uh, communicating what Bruce was saying to some of these other guys. Um, yeah, it's a super valuable role uh, role on this team that it looks like he's uh, taking on pretty well. So at, all the way down the depth chart guys are going to be contributing in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's another guy. I, it, the only guy on this team that I'm not sure would get a lot of play, or a lot of play time, playing time, I guess, on, on another SEC team is maybe stretch. The rest of these guys you could play at some other SEC schools. Yeah. Maybe not ones that are top four or five in the conference, but right. you can't tell me he couldn't help Georgia right now. <laughs> sure. No, he would uh, be an instant starter for Georgia. Probably. Carter Sabrera could help Georgia right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leor would be their best player. Um, uh, <laughs> no, and that's no diss to Leor. He's, he, he, I, I wish Leor. he could have played more at the end of last season for us. So Yeah, we kind of needed him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I that that was the the best thing about the 117 points was that it was only eight threes. Um, we we weren't weren't throwing up a lot of bricks out there. Um, it took them a minute to get going. Uh, I caught the game after work. I didn't catch it live. Yeah. And I think five minutes into the game, Auburn had 11 points, and I was like, I'm not sure how they're going to get to 117. And then, well, uh, it, so here's here's what I did is I I was uh, I was a little late turning it on, and um, I was like, oh dang, there's like a minute thirty left, and they're like a minute thirty left in the first, and I was like, jeez, because we had scored <laughs> like 20 it, points, maybe. I think it's yeah, I think it's 20 something to 10, and I was just like, oh my god, and that's the first half. But then I realized it was just the first quarter, and I was I was relieved. Uh, I was like, surely it's the first quarter, and it was. How do we how do we like dealing with quarters? Are we? I I mean, why why are we not going to quarters? I, I mean, Look, I, the break we play quarters anyway. I, they take the breaks like it's just a formality. Right. When you're on when you're on SEC Network or ESPN, those those commercial breaks every four minutes take as long as a quarter break. So who cares? It's the same thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, like whatever channel you're on, it's structured in a way that they take commercial breaks. I, I mean, shoot, you on TV, get, those commercial breaks last as long as a quarter break. So, well, I I even wager to say that they may get more breaks than NBA games take breaks. Like it, it's it's just kind of ridiculous because there's you know so many timeout TV timeouts. 
Um, they might as well go to quarters anyway. Everyone else is. Everyone. Literally everyone. I, I'm fully on board. This, this was a, this is a crow thing as well. So I, I'm, Yeah, I hate that he's out here to talk about uh, all the, the FIBA basketball. Yeah, yeah, we could ask him a, a few questions here and there. Um, I, am I crazy? Didn't they used to? Didn't FIBA used to have like a triangular shape kind of trapezoid? Yes, trapezoid. Yeah, this is very yeah, odd. It used to be a trapezoid lane, but now it's just a big square. So yeah, it's just bigger. So what were all the other lines on the court? Do we know what those were? Were those handball? handball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the one I'm, sure it's a multi, I'm sure it's a multi-use yeah. gym. I mean, there's not exactly a lot of places to build uh, new structures in uh, in Jerusalem. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot, of, a lot of red tape you got to cut to, uh, you know. <laughs> Put up a gym, you know. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts uh, on this game? I'm, I'm excited about the next one. It's fun. Yeah, looking forward to yeah, this one. It's a fun next little Tuesday afternoon. You know. Yeah. Keep me away from work thing. To help you uh, build up the trade deadline if you're a baseball fan. Uh, the next two games are against the Israel Select All All Star Select team. I think. Uh, on Sunday at noon, and then the Israeli national team Monday at noon. Um, the all-star team, we were talking about this earlier. I think it's like their professional league's all-star team. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think something like that. It's a it's a select uh, a selection of professionals is what they what sure. Bill has described right. it as. Okay. And then, yeah, the, the Israeli national team on Monday, I, I believe they have an NBA player on that team. Uh, yeah, one one yeah, guy. I don't know if he was coming back for it though. Okay. Still, I mean, these are guys that compete in international competition against other grown men, is how I would describe. Grown men. Yeah. Uh, and we did not play that today. No. Right. Uh, we might see. Uh, I think just like a raw athleticism advantage for Auburn, but it's not going to necessarily be 117 to 56. Uh, would be very surprised yeah. if we saw I, I mean, I, I would, I would not be surprised if they were to lose either one or both of these games. They're, it, it's not, um, like I said, these would be grown men that are probably most of them paid to play the game <laughs> currently. Yeah, uh, somewhere. They have NIL deals. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well they're, you know, they're they're also going to be. A little more used to seasoned. There, that's that's what. We, yeah, salty. Especially when we deal with a national team. I mean, they're they're going to be used to running sets together. They're going to be yeah. used to playing together. Whereas, you know, some of this team has, some of this team hasn't. And Bruce has admitted he's not trying to go in here and blow out the, uh, you know, win three basketball games by a ton. He's trying to figure out what works. That's the the beauty of this. Is it's a it's like playing friendlies. And yeah. uh, to take it back to soccer, it is it is not if you win, that's great. It's more about trying to figure out what you have. Yeah, I, I think can we make exactly. uh, the bread, the, the giant bread Bruce is holding here this week? Can that be a thing at all the basketball games this year? Sure. The 
We should start. We should start playing uh, some some of that music that they uh, keep playing uh, whenever Bruce comes on the floor. Have have some walkout music for him, like Sunny Song, only like the Jewish version of that. It'd be great, right? Oh no, get get into accordion, little clarinet, you know. Um. Well, I'm with y'all tonight. I'm passing up the chance to see Sonny Deshera's uh, oh. double A de- debut. Man. It's probably oh, been you, on base seven times by now. <laughs> yeah, I would try to ride. It. Hopefully, he'll uh, hopefully he'll play tomorrow as well, and I can ride over there. There you go. Um, Auburn got another uh, just ten out of ten nicknames commit this week. Uh, on the basketball side, Aiden Holloway, four-star point guard, another uh, Bruce Pearl special. He's kind of an undersized guy running the point, but uh, so his name's Aiden Holloway. He goes by Biz, short for Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> Big Limp Biscuit fans, his parents were. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, I'm hoping Auburn brings back the. Uh, Score 90 points, get a free Hardy's Biscuit promo. I, I wish. Is that as an NIL deal? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the uh, That was the hardest promo to ever redeem. It was also the best promo they've ever done. Sure. All right. Uh, let's take a little break here. About 40 minutes into the show. And we'll come back and talk a little bit of football on the high-level side. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back at 41 minutes and five seconds. Uh, camp starts Friday, guys. We're, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're back into the preseason by around the time you're listening to this, probably. Um, yeah. We all have our own opinions on what may or may not play out on the gridiron this year. Um, sure. I honestly... I've been negative at points this offseason. I've, I've been positive at, at fewer points, but it's some. Um, this team still has a lot of talent. This is a team that took Alabama to four overtimes last year, even if it should have been the first overtime. Uh, without a quarterback. Without for, a, for yeah. much of the game. Right. Um, this, this team has SEC talent. Sure. Fair to say. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. one, one deep. For, that The depth probably. is a bit of a concern. Yeah. Um, that's going to make it hard to compete down the slate later in the year. It's going to make depth, uh, but, depth chart depth charge pretty easy, though. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to bring a nerd for that again because <laughs> I, I can name most of the starters. Don't know the backups. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's going to help this team build some momentum, I think. Uh, mm. You know, if Tank gets off to a big start in his first couple games, 
great. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of momentum uh, going into the Penn State game. It's week three. Auburn's going to start with Mercer and San Jose. I'm, yes, we almost lost to Georgia State last year. No, I don't expect a struggle in these games. Could we? Sure. Don't expect it. You, you really shouldn't. Yeah, I yeah. am. Um, when Penn State comes to town, the depth concerns still probably won't be showing just yet. Um, Jordan Hare Stadium is Jordan Hare Stadium. Any any Auburn team can beat any opponent. I think that's probably this team's best chance to uh, set the stage for a good season. If you lose that, it it might start going downhill fast. Um, but hey, start start four and one in these first five home games, and you never know. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, where are you guys at? Don't without getting into too much roster schedule detail, I guess. Where are you guys at at this point of you know what? What do you want to see this year? What are you What are you expecting, and what's going to be a success? I guess. Um, well, I'll let James go first because, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, James. What do I see? What do I want to see now? I want to. I want someone, and I really don't care who. I have an. I have an idea of who. I want one of the quarterbacks to grab the job and go. Yeah. Um, Fair. I, I think the way it's going to work out and the way, honestly, the way I, uh, I think is, is probably best going forward. Uh, it gives us the best chance to win if, 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 is if Zach Calzada grabs the job, is competent, is a more accurate, is, is the quarterback he showed down the stretch last year for Texas A&M. If that's the case, and there's some kind of package for Robbie Ashford because it seems like we really need to get him onto the field somewhere mm-hmm. um, and then run with it from there. It, it, I want somebody to – but if it's not Calzada, if it's Ashford, if it's Finley, if it's Gariner, whichever, somebody grab the job and take it in the first scrimmage. Make it really easy on the coaching staff by playing well, obviously who is going to be the quarterback of the team going forward. Because if that can happen, it gives you, gives the team more confidence. It gives everybody more confidence as you roll into Mercer and San Jose state. You handle those games. I, I'm still worried about them. I, you know, I saw a good Auburn team only beat Mercer by 14. Now, you know, we fumbled the ball like nine times to do it, but yeah, th- get through those two. And then, you know, that third game shows you what you're made of. Yeah. No, uh, two weeks from now, we better have a starting quarterback. Or I think we're in serious trouble. Like, real serious trouble. Do you expect to have one named publicly? Uh, I, I would hope. I, I, don't, I don't see any reason not to, to, to hold that back. I mean, I, don't, I just don't. I could see maybe if you were starting off with a big week one neutral site game. Yeah, I, maybe. Like Georgia's playing Oregon, like maybe you kind of hold back and, and game plan a little bit, but you shouldn't need that. I just think it's – I always think that's kind of pointless because there's beat writers that are there telling you who's actually taking – like you know, sure. you, you have to the, – the effort it takes to try to fool the competition. Like if a guy gets injured 
at the end of a game one week and you kind of try to hide that in the middle of the season. Okay. That's, that's one thing, but the, the whole starting quarterback deal is, I just think it's more effort to try to hide it than it's worth. Um, and and as, as like you pointed out, we're not playing, you know, Penn state, we're not opening up Penn state. We're opening up with Mercer. So and the, um, the longer you put it off, the more that somebody's going to get asked about it. Yeah. Like Derek Hall is going to be asked about it. That over and over. Donovan Kaufman's going to get asked about it. The tanks going to, and they're, they're going to get and, tired and the, of answering those questions. And, uh, I think in this case, because you have TJ Finley, who was already the quarterback for a half a season, more or less, um, you get into the if you if it's going to be Zach Calzada and you wait until the last possible minute to name him, then you get into the whole spreading of like, oh, the team doesn't actually want him to be the quarterback kind of deal. Uh, a, a lot of that happens. Um, and I just I think in two weeks we're in trouble if we don't know who the quarterback is. I mean, uh, whether they've named him or it's just through oh we've. The beat writers have seen the tea leaves. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I just think I think we. Uh, this is to James's point. Someone has to separate themselves. Uh, and two weeks from now, we'll be two weeks from the first game. So we better have a quarterback. I and I believe that's what I think that's what Harson said is that. He, he wants to have that guy ready to go when you get into game prep, which is going to be, you know, you treat it like you have a bye week and then a game. Mm-hmm. So you get two weeks of game prep. You work on on your stuff for, you know, a couple of days, and then you start getting into, into this is what Mercer does. You work on the scout team. You, you do all those kinds of things. And you can take it slower because you've got two weeks to build up to it. But he wanted to be able to have that starting quarterback name by the, I think, second scrimmage. Well, I, I, I just, yeah, that that's what we've got to have. Um, you know, I don't think there's not a guy on this, at that position on this team that's, that you get like super excited about if they've won the job. I mean, I just, there, there's just not a guy, a game changer there. Um, I think everyone I, – well, I thought everyone expected Calzada to be the starting quarterback until a lot of people started asking me who's the starting quarterback is going to be like it's super up in the air. So I, I don't – That Calzada is the starting quarterback in the negative situation where nobody wins the job. I think you default <laughs> to Zach Calzada. Not to say he can't yeah. go and win it, but I think he is the default option at this point. Yeah, I had actually uh, completely or, forgotten about Robbie Ashford until yeah, <laughs> James yeah. mentioned him earlier. Too. If somebody else just uh, has an amazing camp, they could win the job. I mean, Robbie Ashford was is the guy he's that the most, he's the true wild card. I think he has. He's the guy that Bo out. replaced as the backup at Oregon, right? Well, yeah, Oregon had a whole weird situation where they had some other recruits over this guy, but. Um, and they brought in Bo, supposedly to start this year. But um, yeah. yeah, Robbie Ashford, I mean, he, he is a kind of a local guy. He's from Birmingham. I forget what high school. Um, Hoover. He's a Hoover guy? Okay. Oh, uh, a, a baseball player. <laughs> yeah. I was almost a Hoover. I sort of was I know. a Hoover guy. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's the true wild card. I mean, he didn't really play last year at Oregon. 
Uh, he is, I think everybody can agree on the most athletic of the quarterback options. I mean, if you, if you want to see somebody get out of the pocket and make plays, it's, it's going to be Ashford. Um, we may need that behind this offensive line. I don't know if that's something you want to plan for necessarily, but there's a chance there, similar to what Bo did last year, of just he might be able to make something happen. It might get bad. But I think uh, I think I've mentioned this before. I think if you have a uh, good, experienced offensive line, uh, I, I mean, I think. How do you say his name, Ryan? Garnier, Ginier, Ginier, Garner, Garner. Yeah, not pronounced how it's spelled at all. Uh, Garner, uh, if he, uh, I think you put him back there if if you have a really good offensive line coming back this year. But I, I would hope they wouldn't throw a true freshman back there um, no. without that good offensive line. You just just ruin them. Um, right. and, and you know we only seen Zach Calzada perform behind a uh, really good offensive line, so. There, there's that. Um, uh, as far as expectations for the season go, I, I don't really know what to expect. Um, All right, let's let's do a little exercise here. Then let's okay. let's go worst case and best case, and then expectations would be somewhere in the middle, right? So, just really quick, worst case, what are, what what could happen aside from like tank? Gets hurt and Don Coffin gets hurt and he might yeah. gets hurt. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're assuming outside of like a disaster, catastrophic injury situation. Has right, take that out of the take that out of play. Um, what breaks bad? Um, I mean, nobody. I think, oh, go ahead. James. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go first again. No, nobody takes the job. It falls to DJ Finley by default because he just knows the offense better. We look anemic against Mercer and San Jose State. Or honestly, even we look good. I mean, we look dominant in the first two games of last year, too. We can't get out of our own way and can't it just it struggle to get first downs against Penn State. And uh, Sean Clifford carves up the defense again. So now you're 2-1. and one. And then Missouri comes in, and Eli Drinkwitz does not like Brian Harson. They've worked together before, and they do not like each other. And if that breaks bad, it, there is no scenario that Alman gets out of September with a record worse than three and one that does not end in Brian Arson being fired. And if it, if we get out of September two and two, the season's over. Yeah, I I think. Worst, uh, the, the worst end of the spectrum here is I, I think Auburn wins four games. I think that's that's your your worst case scenario. Um, you know, best case scenarios are hard hard to say. I mean, everything could go right. I mean, it's it it, it can happen. It happens. It I, I think it happened for that LSU team. Everything went right. For that, for that Joe Burrow at LSU team, because I don't know if you guys remember, they almost lost to us. Uh, yeah, we had them. Seems uh, like really good LSU teams do that. I mean, 20, 2012, 2019. 
Uh, I mean, and, and you got to think about it. The 2010 Auburn team almost lost to that Mississippi State team. That wasn't that great. Uh, uh, so, you know, sometimes things just go well. And it's been a while since things just went well for Auburn. I mean, uh, you know, 2019's not bad. Um, and, you know, things – say Bo doesn't get hurt against Mississippi State last year and things – may have just gone well for Auburn last year and they, you know, win 10 games or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that could happen again. Uh, I, I, it's hard to say you're going to roll out there and beat uh, Texas A&M, but Georgia and Alabama who have a lot more talent than you have. Uh, but outside those three games, if things go really well, you should just win the rest of those games. Um, uh, so that's possible. I yeah, I'm, it's, it's I hard think to on the top end that optimistic, <laughs> but but sure. I, I think if everything is to go right, it's every lottery ticket you bought wins, right? So Zach Calzada works. Uh, the transfer receivers that you brought in, like Coy Moore from LSU is an LSU receiver, right? Yeah. Tank, uh, tank is healthy tank, and tank is healthy. And up and up block. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This six not, year not, offensive line <laughs> figures it uh, out. Brandon council stays healthy. Yeah. Right. Like a really good offensive lineman just has had shit injury luck over the last couple of years. Sure. Um, you, you keep him in the lineup. Uh, and, and I think what it actually comes down to, and it's a lot of pressure to put, on a single position group that's very thin uh, is that on the defensive side, Derek Hall and Ekuliota are one of the best pass rushing tandems in the country. I'm not saying they will be that. I'm saying they have talent along with Colby Wooden in the middle uh, and and Dylan Brooks, you know, a former five-star who's going to have to play this year. If, if this front can actually rush the quarterback, which is what Auburn's been missing since 2017 on a consistent basis, at least, since Jeff Holland left campus. Um, If you get that piece, because I think there's a really good secondary back there still. You still have Owen Papo in the middle and and the handful of really good linebacker recruits that Travis Williams recruited. If you can get to the quarterback, you – we may not be winning shootouts, but we may have a really good defense that keeps us in that, you know, 17 to 12 game and, and puts us in good field position. It doesn't make Zach Calzada or whoever just running the offense have to go 80 yards just to get points. I, I think yeah. whatever happens is you're going to see a lot more um, games like that. Um I, I think guess. what we saw in Happy Valley last year, like that was a messy game, right? Like neither offense really looked that good. Um, and it just came down to a handful of mistakes uh, on Auburn's side. If if we can have those go our way, then I think that's how you see this team get to that eight, nine win upper limit. Like I said, Alabama, Georgia on the road, that's a, that's a tough ask. I mean, I, yeah. you can't realistically say, hey, you got to win those games. AM's at home. 
I, I think very, very deeper uh, roster than you right now. Jimbo's not a great coach. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I, I, you know, the the only it, it thing is a winnable game. You should not expect to win that game. Right. Right. Well, they got they they have a massive amount of talent over right. what we have. I mean, they just do. Uh, uh, but past that, the middle of the SEC right now is a whole lot of. Well, it could work. Our, I mean, Arkansas looked really good last year. KJ Jefferson's back. They still were a seven-win team, eight-win team. Sure. I mean, and yeah. it's that Arkansas is one of those programs that, right, until we see it, I can't believe they're going to take that next step. Yeah. is now losing their have, quarterback. And Matt Corral's Arkansas not coming. Arkansas does not have Traylon Burks anymore. Right. They, they have to come to Auburn and – Stomped them in right. Fayetteville last year. And didn't need no spike or anything else or whatever <laughs> else they want to drag up. Yeah. Because everything bad ever happens to Arkansas. And that's <laughs> you had guys crying about the 04 game on some holding penalty that brought yeah. back a, a long run. I, I heard about that for years. So it's it's always something with them. I'm so, so there's three games that you, you assume are in the bag, right? Never Mercer. Assume, assume they're in the bag. Mercer, San Jose, Western Kentucky. There's three games you assume you're probably not going to win. Georgia, Bama, a I just have to play games. like the best game of the year for, all, for right. two of sure. those three. Not that it can't happen. Auburn almost beat yeah. Bama last year, but right. we're right. playing the you numbers. Have a good game plan, and you have to execute it, and you can't let the game plan and down. they have to have a bad game. Yeah. Uh, there's six games in the middle that are they're winnable, they're also easily losable. So Penn State, Missouri, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State. There's gonna be a bad taste in these guys' mouth after what happened in Mississippi State last year. Yeah, and I was I this is not, what I was gonna bring up. There's <laughs> there's no way uh Mike Leach can have his one game where he uh Beat someone he shouldn't against the same team again, right? Like, yeah, because I, I think I, I've said it the entire time he's been there. He always has the game where they mess around and they somehow beat the, the team that they shouldn't. Uh, and a lot of times they beat them really badly, um, not just embarrassingly like they did us, because uh, they didn't beat us really badly. Uh, they just crushed us in the second half, more or less. So, yeah, if things break right, if your defense lives up to its lofty potential, if you're able to establish a run game behind Tank Bigsby and Chuck West Hunter, um, and you can be serviceable throwing the ball. You don't have to have, you know, 2017 Jarrett Stidham back there slinging the rock around. Um, but enough to just have room for the running backs. They're... Eight, eight, eight to nine wins is on the table. Sure. Is that fair to say? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I is, think this that is win. a, uh, with the schedule and the schedule that Auburn has every year, that is a success. Just it is. I mean, it's with this roster right now that has depth concerns with everything that this, they've, everything that's been going on in the offseason with Carson and coaching staff and the turnover. Uh, he has to have it. It's kind of back against the wall. And he needs that, that goes a long way in the locker room. 
So, yeah, he needs seven to eight wins, and he needs the four. You know, if it's eight, those four losses have to look a certain way because recruits are going to be watching. And if you, push, I don't think anybody cares if you get blown out by Georgia, Alabama, or I really don't. I mean, no. Okay, sorry. No. People care. I don't think recruits. No, our recruits don't care. Yeah, and they may not. But I, I, where I'm leading with that is, if you go into Athens and you muddy that game up, and you basically you force Georgia, and I, and honestly, I kind of think that's the game that Georgia wants to play. If it ends up like seventeen ten or something like that, and you fought them the whole way, you're driving at the end. If something like that happens, that shows, hey, we're you can go into recruits on the hey, we're not that far off the guys that just won the title. Right. Uh, Whether you are or aren't, that's that plays. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's the one that's it, that's the message we're selling too is uh, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of negative recruiting material out there against Auburn right now. The only thing Harsh can say to that is wait and see. Now yeah. if you don't win games, then wait and see means well, we're not going to Auburn. But yeah, I mean, if you can that five game home stretch, you start four and one, you've got some momentum there. I mean, yeah, if you start five and zero, we all you start five and zero. I mean, feeling like we did last year before everything <laughs> the wheels fell before off. Or you played Georgia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, five and zero, you start feeling pretty good. I mean, I think. A lot of us will probably temper uh, those those feelings, knowing what happened last year. Um, and it all depends, you know. Like, let's say we lose to Arkansas, but Arkansas ends up a ten win team this year or something. And that's not that's not a like bad loss if that gets you at you know eight. If that's your you know right. keeps you from being at nine or even maybe eight, depending on how all the other games shake out. Like, it just that can't. Just you have to go and beat. Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Right, right, right. So, right. Well, good Auburn teams don't lose to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. True. Great ones, almost. There's, that's yeah. <laughs> hey, the, the closest thing you have to that is the '97 team that came within a point of winning an SEC title oh, lost man. twenty to nothing to Mississippi State. At home, thirteen, I think. Uh, what combined? 13 points wins over Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And those were not good Mississippi teams. Uh, yeah. No, that wasn't a great state team. That was when we figured – that was the, when that team figured it out, though. Yeah. And then, right. the, if I remember right, the Ole Miss game, that was when we figured out the Nick Marshall read option thing. And then he got hurt in, like, the third quarter. Yeah, that wasn't that close to the game, but I think the score ended up being, like, a seven or a ten-point win. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what we right. figured out here is this could either be a okay season or it could be a really bad season or I mean it could be a good season. Hard hitting analysis. <laughs> hey, that, that's oh, that's yeah. what we do. Two hundred episodes in, I think you guys understand we are we're not breaking news. I, we're not uh, giving you the, the deepest X's and O's analysis. I think we need but, to give a chicken restaurant review before before we end this for the two hundred you know episodes. Uh, you know, I, I've heard there's a new one. There is uh, very, very close to where we recorded our first episode. It is. It's on. Uh, it's on Dean Road. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, across from uh, another faint, very famous chicken establishment, Tinda Chick. 
Okay, so who, so who is this uh, new kid on the block, Chief? Well, it's right next to the CBD store. Uh, CBD Buddy, I believe is the name of the store. I'm not sure, uh, actually. This is a good partnership for the two stores. Uh, it is. A, it actually sort of, I'm like, oh, that's why I put this here. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, I believe it's called Wingstop. Is that Wings Top? Like, well, well, I used to call it Wingstop. Multiple Wings are on top? Oh, okay. All the time. Um, they have hot dogs there. They don't. Um, but w- yes, it's uh, a wing stop. Our very own wing stop opened up. I think we've briefly mentioned it. Uh, it opened. Uh, we we talked about it for like two seconds last week. Look, the wing stop is open here. Um, I am. Uh, I'm gonna give it four out of five. It's good. It's a good wing stop. It's, de- it's a decent wing stop. It's you can't eat inside. That's that's a that's a big problem. Um. Hmm. And so I can't fully rate the fries because once you take those fries away off site, they're I mean they're just not the same. But if you dip them in enough ranch, it's, it works out in the end. Um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 been pretty good every time I've been. I've been five times now, so it's been open five weeks. Uh, so it's it's great. They uh they got great flavors, lots of flavors. Um, I'm I'm a uh, classic bone guy uh, or bone in wing guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, if you really like popcorn chicken, uh, go ahead and get the, uh, the, uh, boneless. That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, that, they actually do have good chicken fingers there. If you've never had their chicken fingers, they're pretty thick, uh, girthy fingers. Um, uh, chicken forearms, you could say. Oh, you, good. Good. They don't have a, Sauce for tailgating them. I don't. Uh, well, last thing I want to do in this episode is uh, thank one more person that we haven't mentioned yet. Our champ of the week for all of these episodes. That uh, can we call him our, master, our our cock our, of the week? As long as you uh, put the apostrophe. There. Yes. Uh, apostrophe okay, cock yeah, of the week. Apostrophe cock of the week. Uh, Jack, thank you for producing all these episodes. It's just so much care and attention and uh we couldn't do it without you bud yeah the, i mean the, we're known for our production on this operation yeah, so. I, I was going through in my head how many of the uh the esteemed personnel of college and mag have not been on the podcast and i think it's just jack and dub uh, i don't know how dub hasn't been on here yet i think that's i think that's right yeah, I did miss I did miss Drew Mac by the way, giving us like the the best podcast we actually put out are our baseball ones with Drew Mac. The baseball ones and the uh, recruiting uh, podcasts are one hundred percent the only ones that uh, anyone seeking uh, a lot of knowledge should tune into. Unless you want to hear right. about Captain Ron, that was a good one. That's that's that the a- best Captain Ron podcast that's ever been made. It yeah, might be I'm the only one, but it was the I, best. Yeah. I bet the ringer has done Captain Ron. There's just no way that, that that's not a, something they've done because it's just a just a great movie. Um, yeah, Jack, thanks. Um, Absolutely. You, uh, you really you do a great job of uh, getting these things out when we get them to you. And uh, that's this is not sarcasm. Ryan Ryan has a has a look on his face like I'm like I'm throwing shade. No, I, no, the the comment of when we get it to you because sometimes we struggle to to get it to them. But yeah, well, box uh, is not the most efficient 
Well, program, but yeah. uh, here's to another four years of winging this thing. Actually, y'all, Ryan puts in a lot of prep, just so you know, most of the time. Uh, there Maybe was prep. I, uh, uh, I, Crow and I do our best to just go off, uh, not, uh, to, to wreck any prep he's done a lot of times. Not on purpose, it's just what we do. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, Ryan puts a lot Little of work. Brothers so, uh, way to go, Ryan. Ryan's the guy that reached out to me uh, about being on the pod, too. Uh, I think on a I, crow no, suggestion. That, that, that was crow, actually. Yeah. But you were, I, I'm pretty sure you you are the one Did that I make the initial message? Yeah, I, yeah. I may have. Right. So. I just remember Crow uh, mentioned, yeah, there's some guy. I think he's local. I know he's an Everton fan. Let's have him on the pod. And I was like, okay. He, he was the one who invited a stranger to his house. So yeah, It worked out. I'd say so. I it was that was serendipitous because I was like, man, I'm bored, and I get this <laughs> this uh, thing. Uh, how can someone with kids be bored? I don't know, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, th- Ryan, you do a great job. Just just want you to know. Thank you, Chief. Um, Appreciate it. And man, 200 episodes.